Welcome to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Good morning. I, I get the privilege of uh, bringing this morning's message. First of all, I want to give a shout out, a welcome to all our campuses this morning, to Chesterfield, Derby, Sheffield, Rotherham and Stocksbridge. And of course, to all those watching today via our online campus. Why not share in the, in the comments where you're watching from today? Maybe it's the first time you're tuning in. Why not leave us your details? The link should be coming up right now. We'd love to get in touch with you and let you know what's coming up and what you can get involved with at Icon Church. I've got two words for you today, and it's the title of my message. It's these words, take courage, take courage. You know, there are times in life when we need someone to say that to us, to take courage. I don't know about you, but often the one thing I wish I had more of is courage. Simply to do those things, the courage to do those things I, I want to do, I'm called to do, but, but fear holds me back. I believe God has got things for you and for me to go through in life, and He has the courage to give us in those times, both now and in the future. You know, in the book of Acts, it records how those early followers of Jesus, when full of the Holy Spirit, spoke up courageously and, and boldly. You see, I believe courage is a mark of the Holy Spirit. Courage is a mark of the Holy Spirit. This is what 2 Timothy 1 verses 6 and 7 says about that. It says, this is why I remind you, he's, Paul's writing to Timothy, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given you a spirit of fear but, and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. I believe God has given us that courage today to boldly go into our future. And that's my word for you today, to take courage. You know, God on many, on many occasions has declared those words over people. And I believe he's doing it today. It's courage that moves us forward, that takes us to the next level. And I just believe that God has got courage for us today. He wants to, to dish courage out today in such a powerful way. What is courage though? How would we define courage. It's a Hebrew word. There's a Hebrew word uh, in the Old Testament and it's spelt like this. C-H-A-Z-A-Q. C-H-A-Z-A-Q. Why don't you try and write that in the comments? C-H-A-Z-A-Q. It's a great word and it's not just because it'll score you over 100 points on a triple wood score in Scrabble but it's an incredible verb. It's an incredible doing word. I'm going to show you what it sounds like. So I'm going to try a little bit of Hebrew here, okay? You might want to try this out with somebody sat next to you this morning. This is what it sounds like. Chazak. Chazak. It's a, a silent scene. You, you're speaking the word from the back of your throat. It's not Klingon. I can assure you it's not Klingon. It's definitely Hebrew. And it's a, an old Hebrew word that's used over 300 times in the Bible. It's a, a unique and a very strong, powerful description of a courage that comes from God, meaning to strengthen, to prevail, to harden, to be strong or to become strong, to be courageous, to, to be firm, to grow firm 
and to be resolute. What a, a powerful word it is. We see this word a lot in the story of Joshua and the Israelites when they were about to enter the promised land, when they faced fears of the unknown and the battles that were before them. This is what God said to them. In Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, God said this to Joshua and the people, Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Let me read that verse again. It's so incredible. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, we generally think that courage and fear are opposites. You know that they are contrasting emotions, but they actually belong together. Courage only becomes more meaningful when there is a threat which causes us to be afraid. When the Israelites gathered on the far side of the Jordan River prior to going into the Promised Land, they faced a threat. It was not going to be easy and they needed courage to enter the land. If occupying the land was going to be a walk in the park with no opposition or hardship, then, then courage was not required. The only time we, we need to talk about courage is when there is something that causes fear in us. You know, the truth is courage, courage isn't the absence of fear. Let me say that again. Courage isn't the absence of fear. Mark Twain said these words, Courage is resistance to fear. Courage is the mastery of fear, but it's not the absence of fear. And the Bible commands us not to be afraid. It is one of the most common commands in the Bible. How many times do you hear the words fear not or don't be afraid? And it does so because God is aware there are things that threaten us, things that cause fear. Fear is not a sign of weak faith, it's, it's a common to the human condition. If there is no fear, there can be no courage. No fear, there can be no courage. But we can be thankful that though our fears are real, our God is more than equal to them. Let me say that again. We can be thankful that though our fears are real, our God is more than equal to them. The Israelites could have courage not because they were brave, and ignored their fears, they had courage because they faced their fears, realizing that God was with them. You know, God is with you today. Whatever you're facing today, God is with you. And we know fear can be a crippling emotion. It can hold us back. And we can be afraid of many things. Some fears seem very irrational. And what's irrational to you can be very rational to others. Maybe you've got an irrational fear. Why don't drop that in the chat in the comments this morning? I, I'm, I've got a thing about wasps, to be honest, and not so much now, but wasps used to make me run, run a mile. I once made our lead pastor spill his drink. Now, that's a story perhaps for another day. I've got my wife, Jane, she's got a fear of snakes, but she's even afraid of worms or anything that's small and wriggly. Jane is afraid of that. Someone I know in church, a young adult, has a fear of people dressed up as characters, like Disney characters. Now that seems like an irrational fear, but to her, that's a very real fear. Maybe you, you wouldn't think the weather is something to be afraid of, whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day. It might seem irrational, but, but I remember just over a year ago, my daughter, who was getting married on that day, she was very afraid of what the weather was going to be like on that day. Will it be fine? The reason was is that uh, she's having an outdoor wedding. And on that particular day, was, the weather was very unpredictable. 
thankfully we had this small window of fine weather at the right time for the ceremony and for the photographs. And you, you know, we were so thankful to God for that, for that day, for the weather to be fine. And you might say, might say that God's not afraid of anything, but on that day, maybe he was a little afraid of my daughter. And so we had that window of fine weather, which was great. But you know, the common fear, obviously, is fear of the future. What will tomorrow bring? What's just around the corner? You know, what's it going to be like in three months' time, in six months' time? You know, when we come through this virus, what's at the other side of it for, for me, for my family, for our church? What does the future hold? But you know, God never intended us to fear the future. Although we may feel afraid at times, we should never let that fear control us. This is why this is one of my favorite passages on overcoming fear, the story of Joshua in the Israelites. And you can read that story in Joshua chapter 1. Why don't you go and read that this week? You know, the people of Israel were facing one of the greatest challenges of their lives. They were actually preparing for the battle of Canaan. And what God promised to Moses 40 years ago was now on the verge of fulfillment. God gave them more than encouragement. It was actually a command. He said, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. The promise that God gave Joshua that day is true for us right now. There's no need to fear when we lean on the powerful presence of God. No need to fear when we lean on the powerful presence of God. In Joshua chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 in the message translation, this is what God says, in the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. And then he speaks these commands, strength, courage, strength, courage. Of all the things God could have told Joshua, he told him to be courageous. He told him to be courageous. Today might not depend on your abilities or your resources, what you have, but your courage. God is speaking that word over you today, courage. Take courage. How can we take courage today? How can we receive that courage that I believe God wants to, to give us today to pour into our lives? I've got three ways that I think will help, help us take courage today. The first one is this. Number one, stand firm on God's promises. Stand firm on God's promises, on God's word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 3. God said this to Joshua. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. God has already given them the land according to his promise, but they had to set foot on the land so that they could possess it. I think God has given us a future, great future, with unlimited potential. But how often are we the ones who give limitation to what God can achieve? We hold back. Whereas we need to step into all that God has for us today. Let me encourage you to, to be bold, to have courage today and to step into all that God has for you today. goes on to say in verse 4 of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river the Euphrates, all the Hittite country and to the great sea on the west. See, our God is a God of increase and expansion. It's part of His plan that we should grow and increase and prosper in every way and I believe standing firm on God's word his promises helps us it helps us to be courageous to 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 go into and grow into all that God 
has for us. This is what God uh, continued to say to Joshua in verse 8. He said, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. God was reminding Joshua and the people to to keep God's word on their lips, to meditate on it, to have it it in their hearts and in their lives. And you know, meditating on God's word, the Bible, is so important for us to, to be courageous and to grow in God. And you know, let me encourage you, instead of just reading large chunks of the Bible each day, sometimes just choose a, a shorter passage and really think about it. And, and as you read it, ask God to help you to, to understand it and, and ask God to say, what are you saying to me today? What are you speaking to me today? I think God's Word is an incredible, powerful thing that helps us uh, just grow in, into all that God has for us. I think meditating on God's word will firstly quieten our soul. It will bring us peace, it'll bring us strength, and it'll bring us what? It'll bring us courage with our everyday life. And secondly, it will sharpen our perception. I love that thought in Psalm 119 that says, Your word is a lamp to my feet. How true is that, that God's word gives us that perception? It sharpens our perception. And the third thing, it clarifies our direction. It clarifies our direction. I love these verses from Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. I love that that thought that God's word gives us the courage but it also helps give, give clarity to our direction and where we're going. So take courage, stand firm on God's promises on his word. Secondly, how can we take courage? Number two, get amongst people of courage. Let me say that again, get, get amongst people of courage. I really believe that courage inspires courage. Courage inspires courage. Surround yourself with people of faith. I love that thought that Joshua led by example. I really believe that he inspired faith and, and courage. And you know, when I read about characters in the Bible, uh, thinking about like the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, here was a guy who inspired courage, he inspired faith. He wrote this in Philippians chapter 1 verse 14, he said this, and because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. What, What a thought that what Paul was going through was inspiring brothers and sisters. It was giving them confidence to, to proclaim the gospel without fear. See, Paul's courage inspired others. It gave confidence. You know, seeing other people, I think, facing challenges head on, uh, standing in faith, inspires me. Does it inspire you? Who's inspired you? Let me ask you that question. It's why I love the ch- church, because it's full of courageous people living out their faith uncompromising. And it's also full of people who face their fears, their doubts. And it's why we need each other. So let me encourage you, take courage, but get amongst people of courage. Get inspired. Be inspired by their courage. Be inspired by their faith. And this leads me to my third way of how we can take courage today. Number three, be an encourager yourself. Be an encourager. Be an encourager. See, courage comes from another source. It comes from you. It comes from you. I was reading recently within sport and particularly English teams with the football team and the cricket team. 
Uh, it was a story about, uh, maybe you've heard of the Barmy Army. <laughs> Those fans that follow the, their team wherever they go and they're cheering that team on and they've been known as the 12th man. The 12th man or 12th person. Obviously there are w women involved as well, but, but it's like having an extra member of the team because they're supporting their team, they're cheering their team on. It's giving that team that bit extra. You know, who can we be the 12th man today? Who can we be the 12th person today? I don't know if you've ever run any races, and uh, believe it or not, I've run a few marathons uh, over these last 10 or 15 years, but uh, I always remember that support along the route of a marathon race. You know, every few miles, or if you run the London Marathon, it's all the time. Those people are along the route just encouraging you, you know, spurring you on. Maybe it's a, a family just out there applauding you as you go by. You know, th that encouragement and that support really makes a difference. And I want to say this to you today. What what you co contribute matters more than you think it does. What you contribute matters more than you think it does. When you encourage somebody, when you uh, spur somebody on, when you get behind people like that 12th man and, and encourage somebody, it might, makes a huge difference in that person's life. I've heard this definition of, definition of encouragement recently and it says to add courage to to add courage to. A person who gives words of encouragement is helping another person become bolder and braver. By giving encouragement, they are adding courage to that person. Let me say that again. By giving encouragement, they are adding courage to that person. They're helping a person stand firmer and go further. They're helping a person stand firmer and go further. But on the other hand, to discourage a person is to take away a person's courage. Let me encourage you, inject courage into one another. Don't discourage. Don't be one of those that falls into the trap of talking and pulling down others. Don't give an outlet to that. Instead, encourage, encourage. That's why Paul again wrote this in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Encouraging words make a difference. They make a huge difference. Have you ever known someone who believed in you? Someone who frequently spoke words of encouragement and praise? I'm so thankful that I've had people like that in my life. You know, the kind of person who made you feel you could do it, whatever it was. That's the kind of person God wants you to be, what God wants me to be. The Apostle Paul gives a very good guideline when he wrote that everything we say should build up the one who is listening. And he said that in Ephesians 4.29. He said this, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Let me encourage you today. Be the 12th man. Be the 12th man. You know, the book of Proverbs sums it up the impact of encouraging words can have when it says in eight, Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death. Your words have an impact. So take courage and be an encourager yourself. You know, when we are discouraged, we do need to hear someone say, take courage, take courage. I want you to hear that today. Take courage. Maybe you're facing an overwhelming situation. Maybe you were recently laid off or face an uncertain future. Perhaps you're facing a serious health challenge today or a relationship breakdown. I want you to hear these words today. Take courage. Take courage. 
And here are a few reasons why we can take courage today. I want to really encourage you with this. Firstly, because God is with us. God is with us. Let me say that verse again in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them or whatever or whoever. Don't be afraid of them for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. We can take courage because we aren't facing our challenges alone. God is our Father who is right here with us. He's not far off and uninvolved. He's here and he's very involved. When we don't know what to do, he does because he never tires. He's never weary. He never takes a break. God is with you today. God is with you. He's for you. Secondly, because Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. John 16, says this, and Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart or take courage. I have overcome the world. Take courage, take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus said we will have tribulation in this world. We shouldn't be surprised by it. If we look at this world only, we will lose heart. But you know, we can take heart, we can take courage today because Jesus is greater than the world and he has already overcome it. You need to hear that today. Jesus has overcome the world. Thirdly, because nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Romans 8.35 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And then in verses 38 and 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, no matter what you're going through today, you can be assured that it hasn't separated you from Jesus' love. It hasn't separated you from his love. And if he loves us, we can take heart. We can take courage that he will protect us. He will provide for us. He will guide us and help us. Nothing, nothing in all creation can separate you from his love today. You know, whether we lose our jobs or our homes or our health, Jesus will hold us in his love and he will never let us go. He's not letting you go today. So take courage, take courage. Let me pray for us right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the courage that you've given us, that you are giving us today, that you're helping us to overcome our fears and to move forward. I pray for everybody watching right now, Lord, that they will just receive that courage that you just want to give to them today. I pray that you'll help them face tomorrow with a confidence and with a boldness that you're with them, that you're for them, that Holy Spirit, you are just working right now in their lives just to give them that courage and that boldness to overcome those fears. I pray that those fears will not hold anyone back today, but you will help people to move forward, to go into the freedom uh, that you have for them today with the courage and the boldness that you have for them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today, I want to give everyone that's watching this morning an opportunity to respond to Jesus. 
to make a, a commitment to him, to say yes to him. You know, God has got an incredible future for you that you can have the confidence and the courage to face the future in him, in Jesus. He loves you and nothing can separate you from that love. Maybe for the first time you might be making that decision today to follow him. Maybe it's today where you want to recommit your life to him. You're coming back to him today. Today you're saying, yes, that's me. I want to know Jesus in my life, to know the best relationship that I could ever have. I'm putting my trust in him today. And I want to encourage you to respond right now. On the screen, you're going to see a button that says raise hand. Uh, You can click on that right now. Or if you're watching on YouTube, there's a link that says raise hand. I want you to to press that button. You're saying that that's me. And I want to pray for you in a moment. This is your moment. This is that time in your life where you're making that decision. You know, and as you press that button or that link, uh, you're saying include me in that prayer today. As I said, maybe it's the first time you're making that decision to follow him or maybe it's a recommitment. I just want to encourage you to press those links and let me pray for you. I just want to wait a few more seconds as you do that. Why don't you just respond right now? Thank you to all those that are making that decision to follow Jesus today. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for all those people just making that decision right now to follow you. I thank you. We know that you have the best life for them, that a relationship with Jesus is, a, is an incredible relationship, a, a life where we can grow and flourish, where we can know our best life in following you. And I just thank you again for every person making that decision. Maybe it's the first time or maybe they're coming back to you today, recommitting their lives to you today. I just thank you for each and every one of them, Lord. I just pray you'll just give them the courage to do that right now to make that response, that decision, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate all those making that decision today. Come on, let's put those clap emojis in the comments and let's celebrate everybody making that decision to follow Jesus today. I want to hand back to the team to lead us in some more worship. But remember, take courage. Take courage. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.